I don't know how this is gonna taste. What'd you do? <laughs> God. Well, I didn't. The deep eddy's upstairs, so this is a pineapple craft cider mixed with some deep eddy lime. <laughs> What's up, HVAC crew? Dennis here with HVAC R and D. Of course, got riding joining us tonight as always. What's up? So, episode thirty-one. Um, hope you enjoyed episode 30. Kind of went into what we got coming up, some big plans. Um, tonight, might try to get a little technical on you. Uh, if furnace season is here, stop changing parts. I'm looking at our notes here. Uh, I'm going to go into that. Of course, riding had a pretty big weekend. Um, so let's get it going. Yeah, come on. I knew a speaking of furnace speaking of furnaces crank that bitch up <laughs> we don't ever we don't ever come down here so I think it's literally on 64 I know I had to turn our dang air on because it got hot as crap in here today we got done well, with you're dinner on third floor like, I know we got done with dinner it was like 74 degrees and I was like I'm turning the air on for a bit I, I mean even though in between those floors is concrete. Like, if if the middle, you know, if underneath you has got it cranked, it's gonna it's gonna make a difference. Like this first floor, I can't I can't keep it on you know seventy because it'll the the upstairs will be seventy five. Be hot as hell up there, so. All right. You ready? You going to break us in? Oh, I thought we were still in. I thought we were just going. I figured you were just going to drop in the intro and we keep talking. <laughs> All right. All right so, uh, so, yeah. What, Dennis was discussing his fancy drink that he's been putting together, uh, getting ready for this show. So, Dennis, why don't you tell us what you're drinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, I started with... Uh, Deep Eddie Lime. I know that's a favorite over at the Atzenhofer house over there. It, it is. So Deep Eddie Lime, which it's almost straight, just a splash of lime seltzer. Um, so I got that almost all the way down. I get downstairs down here and need a refill, and all I got is a 
It's an Ace Pineapple Craft Cider. <laughs> so I went ahead and just poured that in there. It's all fruit. Um, it's all fruit. <laughs> it's all fruit. It, it, it's fine. Um, it's it actually pretty good. So, <laughs> right. Um, this is like a 6% cider. It's pretty decent. Um, Tracy likes these. So I've got a coffee tumbler full of crown apple and ice. <laughs> nice. And that's gangster right and there. And then I have a hitchhiker ginger to wash it down with. Oh, a hitchhiker. <laughs> Riding's chasing. Chasing green apples. I'm just I'm just sad that I didn't get chased by the Modelo truck that passed the other day. I really wish I could have got a picture. It'd have been a great Instagram post. I uh, I miss some some Crown Apple, man. It's hard to beat that drink. It is, dude. I mean, for as strong as it is, and to just be able to drink it on ice, pretty pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do straight Crown like that, but that Apple Crown, I can. And I swear I've mixed apple crown with everything. I have to. Um, it's really good with cranberry juice. It's good with that uh, cranberry ginger ale, too. Yeah, that's the Washington apple. Mm. For all you bartenders out there. And I guess you could go order that. What's the Still green haven't apple? found a... It's a what? So <laughs> yeah. what's the green apple? Where's that mix? I don't that's know. That's probably apple juice or something random. Yeah. And Ooh, something sour. I tried apple juice. That's true. Apple juice God, is apple, sour. Apple juice is sweet, man. Apple crown's already kind of sweet. Yeah. All right. So I guess we got to catch up a little bit for uh, your weekend. Yeah. Had a had a quick trip to the mountains and back to see Cajun Joe and mama jess and i just so happened to get to the house in time to catch our good buddy crisscross applesauce uh oh the man the myth the, the legend man, the myth the legend <laughs> God, i feel like i need to put an audio clip in here just for him <laughs> you took a video didn't you i did oh, a great video if you guys haven't seen he looked go, like he wanted to just Instagram. slit your he looked, he looked so like happy. he wanted to slit your throat when you were videoing it Right here. Oh, yeah, this is for our buddy Zach, right here. That's right. Best technician ever. That's it. <laughs> best technician yeah. ever. Now, the best part was following that comment is we got the Cajun Joe explanation of why you shouldn't be the best tech ever. Oh, yeah. He wasn't going to let him just. Oh, no. He said, Chris, your goal should be to be a good technician. He said, there ain't no greatest technician. That's right. He's like, if you think you're the greatest technician, then you assume you know everything. (laughs) And guess what? You don't know everything. (laughs) Well. Cajun Joe, you are right. Chris can vouch for me. When I called him that day, I said, man, 
I really feel like we got the wires crisscrossed. He's like, man, I, I do some pretty dumb shit, man, but I, I don't think <laughs> I could pull that off. We, I, I, I put in a bunch of these, and I said, man, I'm just telling you. That's why I love this industry, because every day you're like, damn. I don't, I don't have this figured out. It's always I something mean, every day. That was one of the reasons. Uh, that's one of the reasons Cajun Joe said he he stayed in it as long as he has. It just every single day was something different. It wasn't a monotonous technical job. I will say, I mean, I enjoyed you know walking up on a system in the field and being like, all right, what we got going on. I mean, I've always, I've liked to, you know, fix stuff since I was, you know, four years old. So, but now when somebody calls and I'm at my desk and they're walking me through it, like it's, it's literally like a whole nother trade, a whole nother job. And it's, and I just get, I mean, I'm still, you know, it still excites me to try to figure it out over the phone. I mean, try to figure something out. I know there's. There's, you know, tech support guys out there that are 50, 60 years old, and they're just like, good God, I just want to retire. Um, but it's going to take, I don't know, I, I just I just enjoy it. I enjoy trying to, you know, especially the furnace calls, man. The furnace calls I've had in the last couple of weeks, whew, well, well, over the phone, it's difficult, man. It just, it really is. We got some, we got some furnace training coming up again this week. We do. We got furnace training on Thursday. Furnace training on Thursday. Making sure everyone knows about the 59 code. The 59 code. Yep. Club 59. Don't be in the 59 club. I say, there's the hat. That's it. Club 59. (laughs) Club 59. Yep, the old water sense code. I did not have one this week. Well, last week. Knock on wood. Yeah, um, this week is young. It's only Monday. We're recording early this week, everybody. All right. So what would you think about the Dirty 30? I was pumped, man. I think we had a good, fun episode. It was nice to just get to celebrate a year and... 30 episodes, which that's a pretty decent average, a little more than two, a little more than two a month in year one. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, we're trying to get, I mean, getting one out a week is, it's more than it sounds like. It really is. Um, and uh, I know a lot of these guys out here are, are uh, they're YouTube and the podcast, you know, or they're doing it live. And I mean, we're not at that level yet time wise like I mean it's all we can do to get one in and get it edited and put back out with everything we got going on but soon enough soon enough I mean how do do you feel about now this is just me I'm not a big like I don't search a podcast so I can see them talk like I've said that before I mean when I'm listening to podcasts it's, it's a driving down the road you know what I mean? I, th- I think it depends. Like, there's 
It's there's times where though. yeah, I mean, there's times driving down the road. You know, I, I could care less if I see him driving down the road, honestly. But there's times where I'm I'm sitting and I may turn them on on YouTube just because it's background you noise can. plus other stuff, and because I can exactly right and. And sometimes it's cool to know, like, to watch people's mannerisms and watch how they talk and stuff. You know, you get to, it's a different level of learning to know somebody, which is weird to say that. But, you know, you watch podcasts over and over and over of certain people. You kind of start to feel like you, you at least get their personality, if right. that makes sense. Well, at AHR, they're going to see us for the first time. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're going to see oh. us live. <laughs> They're going to see us at AHR Live, and then they're going to see us at Casino Quest Live. Oh, yeah, I've been practicing. I know. You got to tell me You got to tell me what you've been working on this week, because I'll be honest, I haven't at all the last well, few days. Well, so you're... <clears throat> all right, so Casino Quest, we got to bring everybody up to speed here, what we're even talking about. So maybe two, a little over two years ago, I started watching a channel on YouTube called CEG Dealer School. And a lot of it was because, you know, Dennis and I like playing craps, but I really wanted to learn more about it because we kind of just started, what, in 18, really, is the first time we started yeah. playing some. So I thought, you know, what's the best way to learn how to really understand the game was, hell, maybe I'll just, I'll learn the basics of being a craps dealer. Oh, yeah. Because there's, we are building there's, a craps table, by the way, and it's yeah. coming. And eventually, when we film our podcast, we'll be in the craps table studio, hopefully. Yes. And then we can really have some fun every time we record. Um, but anyway, I thought with so there's so much on a craps table that's going on. If oh yeah, there's so much. If you've ever just walked by one at a casino and you don't play, or even if you do play, there's always something going on. There's a hundred different ways to bet and then a thousand different ways to combine those hundred ways to bet and so on and so forth, let alone when we get into setting dice and everything else. So anyway, I watched, you know, I was watching videos of these guys and honestly, they were just kind of funny. They were goofy guys that just liked having fun after hours when their school closed and they were making YouTube videos to have fun, goofing off, seeing what they could do with crazy strategies and film it. Right. And they, they've become, and really at that time, they already were a big uh, school in Vegas, but they've become bigger and bigger over the years. And, you know, they've got dealers all over the strip that they've trained. But they opened Casino Quest in, I think, 19, I believe, is when they opened it. And the whole point of it was to develop a place where regular consumers could go and pay 20 bucks to play craps for an hour to just understand the basis of the game as opposed to going in a casino and blowing a thousand dollars to figure out if they even like doing it or not <laughs> right now i'm sure the casinos weren't all that happy about it but for them you know as a dealer school that's one more step you know they can put these guys through and train in before they go live to audition for a job But well, but through well, so all they, this, yeah, you know, yeah, you know the, so through all that, they've they've developed 
you know, a big following because just everybody likes watching them on YouTube because they're funny. Um, and they've also started doing live challenges to where you can go and you can do a 30 roll challenge on their craps table. They film it just like it were a recorded podcast. They post it on their YouTube channel. And, you know, for us, we thought that'd be a really cool thing to go and each of us get a chance to see if we can get on the, the loser's board. And so we're just going to do brief. Are we going to do pod being live? Uh, do that. Well, they we're just going to record audio. They record everything there and then they'll post it. And I'm, I guarantee you we can get the, the audio file from it if we want to post it on theirs, but they'll post it on their YouTube too. Oh, okay. I got you. So that's the cool thing about it is, you know, we're going to be on, on their channel. Right. Okay. <laughs> Well, so yeah, so I've been practicing the uh, 30 roll, start with 300 bucks, fake money. So today I did, and I'm just trying random things. Um, so five bucks on the pass line, and then five dollars on all the hard, or 20 dollars on all the hard ways, so five on each. Oh, okay. well, on the come out roll. So it comes out. Now here's the thing. I leave that there until they're all gone. So as they gradually go away, once they're all gone, then I load them up again. 20 bucks across all the hard ways. Now, if the point comes out and it's odd, I'll go six and eight. And if it's even... If it's a six or an eight, I'll go five and nine. And I was just doing, uh, I, I was actually just doing five and six, you know, five bucks on the odds, six dollars on the evens. Yeah. And, and just rolling it. And man, I was hitting them hard ways, man. <laughs> but when the hard ways go away, I don't, I don't refill it. I just let it go away. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's, uh, once they all go away, you know, once you roll up, you roll that number. It's not a hard. They pull it. So, um, and I would let that roll out till it was either crapped out or hit the point, and then I would load the hard ways again. And I think I got what I send you like five sixteen. Mm-hmm. Five seventeen. Yeah, five hundred sixty. Five seventeen. Of course, you know, right now the current leader is like thirty five hundred dollars or yeah. something. The snapper, they call him. He was betting all the way across on all the numbers. He was betting C and E's. He was betting. He had a lot going on. Of course, the more you start making, the more you can bet. Yep. You, you only get 30 rolls. So, oh, on my last roll, I put $100 on the field and I hit a two. <laughs> I crushed <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so. I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah, so that's how I really made my money. That's funny as hell. I mean, you might as well. You've made it to the end. You might as well dump it. I feel it like that you. should just about almost be the move at the end of yeah. it, regardless. Like, all right, what do we got? Just throw it on the field and see what fucking happens. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. The whole field, I tried to play the field only. It doesn't work, man. No, I mean, too, you know, it'll it's work. Too random. Too random. It is. You know, you um, see, you play the field and you see all these numbers on the field and you think you've got this great chance, but it's really not as good as you think. 
<laughs> right. All right, so furnace season is here, and a lot of parts are being swapped. I don't know what's up with that. Um, I have had some tricky calls this week. So I wanted to, you know, I for some of y'all just starting to listen to this show, I'm the tech support and trainer for a distributor. Uh, Riding does sales, but... I try to, you know, we're trying not to make a full, full blown technical show here, but of course it is an HVAC podcast. So every once in a while we, we got to throw some tech stuff in there. Um, but we are on the distributor side, so we try to make it interesting on that side. Um, but I got some notes here. I want to go over a few furnace things that I see all the time guys making, you know, making the mistakes of doing so, um, this, this is kind of how the calls I get. Now, these are, you know, not knocking any contractors or whatever, but this is what it is. This is the industry, and these are the calls I get. Um, I got a call from, uh, we, we do have some branches in Georgia, and when, when that guy there that does my job, when he's out on vacation, I get his calls, but... I get these calls and, and I answer the phone and it goes, you know, Hey, I got a, uh, I got an 80% furnace here. Um, it lights, but then it goes out, you know, and he says, I've already changed the gas valve, the board and the pressure switch. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. I mean, that's literally no joke. I mean, I this you is, might as well just bought a new furnace at that point. I had three calls in a row like that. I mean, it was almost like, am I on a, am I getting pranked here? Like, <laughs> is this real? <laughs> um, and I can remember my old boss, you know, him saying, Hey, um, go by the supply house. I just left a job. Uh, you know, he, he went to a service call. It was just me and him. It was late. The next day he's like, run by the supply house. Here's the model. Get you a, get you a board and a gas valve. Cause I didn't know which one was bad. Jeez. And the whole, you know, when I just got into this, I'm thinking, why, why did he not know which one was bad? And I would just go get, go get a board, go get a gas valve. You know, you learn from your peers and, and I'd get out there and be like, you know, you know, like change the cheap one first and, you know, <laughs> change shit the like cheap that. I'm like, what the heck, man? Like, what are we doing here? Um, so I can't stress it enough. Learn to use your meter. Learn to use your manometer. If you don't have one, you need to get one. Um, all these cool to, you know, tools we have. Ryan's heard me say it many times. When you go on um, maintenance calls, you know, especially when I have a class, I say, you know, everybody's getting excited about maintenance calls, and they're like, no, everybody's always bummed out. They don't want to go do them. I was like, this is when I learned mm -hmm. to do things the right way. This is when you learn to use your tools, when you're not under pressure to figure it out, right? It's supposedly running fine. Put your manometer on there, check the gas pressure, um, check your static pressure, check your flu, see what kind of, you know, pressure it's pulling. Um, 
this is when you this is when you need to learn how to use your tools and know what's going on. So, um, I printed this paper out today, and it's it's kind of elementary, but I feel like we miss this a lot. So, the brand we sell, I went I went into the manual and I printed out sequence of operation on a furnace. Right. So, if you don't know how it works, you can't fix it. So this, we'll just use that guy that called me from Georgia, right? He replaced all these parts. Um, he said it lit, but then it shut right back off, and then he just started swapping parts. So I won't read these word for word, but as soon as you put 24 volts on the W terminal, it starts the cycle, right? The thermostat is no longer part of the equation. All it does is start the furnace right starts the inducer so the contacts close on the thermostat the furnace control checks to make sure pressure switch is not open right so most of your newer furnaces will make sure it's not open or closed already um because if it's closed that means the gas valve is going to be spraying gas and we ain't got no ignition and we're going to have a big issue so just another safety there um, so the induced draft blower begins pre-purge cycle, right? That's a 30 second cycle. It's making sure the flue is not clogged. When it's doing that, it closes the pressure switch. That's 30 seconds, right? The gas valve opens for eight second trial. So once that pressure switch closes and that 30 seconds is up, then the gas valve opens. An ignition spark happens at the same time or, you know, hot surface, whatever you're working on. All that happens at the same time. It's going to sit there and do a spark ignition for seven seconds, right? These are always in the book. And I know you don't always have the book, but um, and I don't want you to put this stuff on a stopwatch. I'm just saying, once you energize the white, everything's based on time, right? Yep. If you don't have the next one. If you don't know what the next one is, I mean, you, you know, you can't troubleshoot this thing. If the inducer is just sitting there running and running and running and running, what's the problem, right? It's not pulling the pressure switch down. It ain't got to that second one yet, right, or the third one. So um, the last furnace class I had, I had 12 guys, you know, and I said, who's got a manometer in here? And I probably had five or six guys in there, right, but. The rest of them in there, if you don't have a manometer, you can't check gas pressure. You cannot check static. Um, I was going to tell you, you know, Ryden's got a furnace class Thursday. That I'm I know. I'm curious him. to see what, what answers we get when you ask that question. Well, so, and this is a good company. It might be, you know. Sometimes I can, I can, I know when everybody's going to have one. Um, but. You know, this thing's been out for like 40 years. I mean, it's crazy when I say, hey, anybody got a manometer? You know, there's a 25-year-old kid in there. This is something brand new to him. Yep. He has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. And when I show him, you know, turn it on and hook it up, and you look at the pressure switch, right, and it pulls, it takes 0.35 inches of water column to close it and we hook it to the inducer and it's got a freaking bird's nest in it and it's pulling 
0.1 and the first thing they want to do is change the pressure switch because it ain't closing yeah well, why isn't it closing you know what i mean it's yeah. when you talk it out like that and that's what classes are for you know you talk it out like that they're like oh shit that makes sense you don't go get a smaller pressure switch and burn the lady's house down like jobin right so yeah exactly uh, <laughs> So this is not a butter related incident. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So sequence of operation. How does it work? What step comes next? Can't stress that enough. If you went to HVAC school, right, they have the little test boards that, that go, of course I built one of those and it's, it's as simple as it gets, but man, it goes a long way. Um, That's the truth. I don't know how many guys we've had, you know, they've been happy to be able to just sit and work on that and just think about it. Because sometimes it's nice to be able to think about it when you're not laying on your side, too. Well, that's the thing. And that's what um, maintenance is, man, on heat pumps. You know, you get a lot of kids that aren't, they're not really good on a heat pump. But when you go out there to do maintenance... The homeowner is not expecting you to fix it. They just want you to do whatever you do, make sure it doesn't break. Um, that's when you need to put some gauges on it, look at some pressures. Um, heck, I used to like take the door of a unit and like put it over the unit and watch the head pressure go up and just see how it reacted, you know? Just all kind of crazy crap like that. I mean, um, it's like your own little test unit, right? <laughs> I mean, it's true. Don't break it, but um, you know, checking your uh, your temp rise across your heat exchanger with, with a good with a good running unit. Um, I've been getting, uh, especially on a zone system with a bypass. You know what I mean? Uh, I've been getting these calls where the limit's tripping. And it's, it's too big of a bypass or the bypass is not adjusted and it's dumping all that hot air down there. Um, but yeah, instead of changing parts, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's back up. I mean, I'm all for changing a part if it's broke, right? It, I say the parts aren't made like they used to be. I mean, I think the equipment is built just as good, but some of the parts are a little questionable, right? I mean, well, you got different brand of parts. <laughs> you know, we've we've had that conversation so many times the last few months. You know, all manufacturers <laughs> right. now are negotiating multiple parts providers beyond what they already have as far as multiple parts providers. So there's going to be, I hate to say it, but I feel like the overall failure rate of every single brand is going to suffer a few percentage points because of all of this over the next few years. Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing a little stuff come down the line too, just little quirky things. Um, we used to use a Honeywell gas valve, right? And now we switched kind of to a White Rogers, which I don't mind. I mean, um, but I've had some calls where we've had some limits tripping and I'll be honest, like 90% furnaces, the limits are, it's a fine line there. Yep. Um, you know, no brand wants to burn anybody's house down anymore. So it's, uh, it's safety 
on top of safety on top of safety. So yep. Uh, this gas valve was, you know, natural gas. It should have been firing at three and a half uh, psi, and it was uh, it was five, you know, five point five, and just that was just enough to overfire the furnace. And he never touched it. It was brand new on startup, so don't assume the gas valve is set right either. That's part of the startup. Yep. Even in the summer, turn it on. Tell them to open the windows. It's going to get a little warm. It's going to smell bad. But when it randomly in the south is 30 degrees the next morning and their brand new furnace don't start, mm -hmm. that ain't good. Um, the only other thing I was wanting to talk about real quick is... So when I was in the field, when I was green, pretty green, right, and I watched my... My boss, I went on some calls with him. We were checking a furnace. Let's say you got a code. I don't care if it's old, new, whatever. And it says, you know, limit. Limit tripped. Open limit. Whatever. There he went with his alligator clips, right? Pulling off limits, jumping them out, seeing which one is bad. Right? Which one is tripped, which one is bad. And jump it out jump it out jump it out jump this one out because the furnace doesn't know which one's tripped it just doesn't yep. have a connection back to the board so of course i did that for a few years you know learned from him that's the way we work in this industry and i got to thinking how does that board actually know is it continuity or is it voltage so when i when i was talking about that sequence of operation right when it when that ignition starts, inducer closes the pressure switch, and that ignition starts, that board sends 24 volts right then through the limits and back to the board. So there's it goes through all the limits in series and back to the board. So there's only two wires coming back, and it's 24 volts. If it don't see 24 volts, it stops. And it starts to cycle over again, right? The furnace will just sit there yep. and try to start. So I got to where I would put my meter on volts, put one put one terminal on common on your common screw, and then you can just touch. Don't you don't have to unplug anything? Yeah, you just touch down limit to limit to limit. Yep, touch each side of the limit, and you'll see where the twenty four volts stops. You'll touch one side, you'll have zero. You'll go back, you'll have 26, 27 volts. Um, the way I learned that is I had a rollout switch that I put jumpers on. It would work. I'd hook the wires back up. I had continuity through it. But when I checked voltage, I had like 16 volts, right? So gotcha. I had continuity through there, but it wasn't enough voltage. Um, and that sent me round and round. You know, that was 45 minutes later messing with this thing. So I had a tech come in today to get a limit and I told him to check that. And he come in and he said, dude, why have I not been checking these like this my whole life? God, he said, man, pulling them off and alligator clips and jumping them out. He said, it's just a, it just takes more time. You constantly pushing the power back in, checking this one, checking that one, checking this one. And I said, well, 
you know, it works, but the one time when when it has continuity but it doesn't have voltage, it's going to bite you. Mm-hmm. I said, so you might as well just check it with voltage. And and that that comes with just learning to use your meter to your advantage, right? I mean, we're yeah. all it's all about time. Nobody wants to be up there and crawl forever. So, yeah, try no, that one on your next call. That's a really cool tip, man. Like yeah, I, I mean, need, I, like I need to feel like I need to go back and break out like five minute uh, Dennis's furnace tip number one. <laughs> yeah, I know one of the episodes I talked about the flame sensor. I won't get into that. Um, that was uh, oh, it was uh, myths. Yep, HVAC myths. H- HVAC myths. It's going back right there. That was one of that, that was that back. was the first show that hit a hundred listens. I think. Sweet. All right. So, what do you got? You gotta. You want to go over some stuff? We, well, I feel like we still got to hit on what we got coming up, man. It's pretty. I'm pretty pumped about it. Yep, we do. Um, really, since I've been on vacation for four days, yay! Everybody, sales guy pretended yep. to have a vacation. Because um, <laughs> I phones, didn't bother you. <laughs> I know Dennis didn't bother me. He didn't have he didn't have any need for sales guys. I asked you about the, uh, HVAC R and D stuff. Yeah, and he sent me he sent me the results of his various uh, craps tests. Oh yes, don't take that out of context. Anyone talking about gambling? <laughs> um, but no. So you know, last week we announced we are going to AHR in Las Vegas. January 31st through February 2nd. We've got a meet and greet on Monday. And then we have uh, two live podcasts the next day on Tuesday. Another meet and greet on Wednesday. Show ends around 4. And then we're headed across the the way to Fashion Show Mall to Casino Quest to record live at 5 there with those guys. So, packing it in. What's this Fashion Show Mall like? Um... It's honestly, it's just like, it's just like a two story shopping mall. Okay. Um, they just got a big spot in there. Yeah. They've just, they've got a big spot by, I don't know, the Belks or the Dillards. I can't remember. It was one or the other. It's probably neither one of those now. It's probably something totally (laughs) different. Halloween store. Don't. Yeah. Someone's going to go walking (laughs) through the store. Like, where's this casino quest at? It's supposed to be about the Dillards. That's what the HVAC R and D guy said. (laughs) Those those Halloween stores, man. I know it's off subject, but they just like overnight just show up, and they overnight disappear. Oh yeah, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like crab fishermen. Like what the heck? That's all they do. It's one. It's like two weeks out of the year. Yeah, they got all this merchandise just, and, and they got to be on the up and up of whatever's new coming out. I mean, they can't. Oh, just, I know, and you got to think about. You know, what what do you get to keep that you can reuse for next year, I guess? Right. You know. Yeah. Or do you you just buy new costumes the every year? T-Rex blow-up suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just buy new costumes every year and you keep them for 20 years till they're all gone, I guess. You just keep adding more to the storage facility oh, every geez. year. <laughs> and then my question is, do you buy do you buy them wholesale right at the end of Halloween so that you're getting all your wholesalers, you know, cast offs <laughs> or do you buy, do you pre-order them in June 
to save and beat the rush. The yeah, logistics I mean, of it. Single, I, just, I know that's what I'm saying. Like the logistics of a single one day holiday event. And that's your specialty. It seems like a rather scary niche. Or niche of course, they may, to be they may sell stuff online now. Masks, I guess, year round. Huh. Doesn't everybody these days? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But Give me some sound effects, Corey. Where you at? Yep. <laughs> yeah, Corey's going to be working on us some, some more background stuff. Um, another thing I- is today's Monday the 15th. Even though this is going to post later this week, tomorrow is the uh, free EGI webinar with Drew Cameron. Thank you to everybody that signed up for it and let people know that we sent you. We really appreciate that. That helps us, um, helps EGIA. I know we've got another one coming in December. I just don't know the details for it yet. But once I do, um, you guys will definitely know on the show and on social media. And still, it looks like EGIA is our probably one of our primary guests for when we're in Vegas. Um, we may have another one or two. Not sure yet. And we're not sure who from EGI it's going to be. Um, right now, it looks like it's between someone from the foundation or the contractor university. Um, I think uh, I'm excited to maybe get a finance guy on there. Yeah. Yep, I think that's. I think yeah, that I'm trying to picture this. Too. I'm trying to picture this pavilion. Like, you know, the idea is people are standing out in front of us, listening to our show live. Yep. Uh, why not maybe get something out of it? I wish we could. I wish we could play our intro live. Yeah. I'll just. All right. I'll bring my guitar. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> No, we should put that in the. So there's there's a there's a Google document that's shared between all the the podcasters at the AHR event. It's kind of oh, cool. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> so that is one of the cool things is we're we're seeing the little behind the curtain thing in this big big ass event, and we're everyone's uh, figuring it out with a Google Doc. But right. <laughs> so anyway, we have to go in and you know you claim your your spots. And then if you've got requests or, you know, who your guest's going to be or anything you guys need for the show, you know, they've, they've got basic audio tech available. Um, but if we need anything different, we've got to either bring it ourselves or request it. But one of the funny thing is, you know, reading what different people are requesting as requirements <laughs> at their booths. Skittles and caffeine. It's like and- Skittles and caffeine. <laughs> oh, I think it's and- HVAC jerks. I think is what yeah. I'm trying to think of what they put something think, like that. I don't want to go look because this is funny. Uh, Skittles yeah. and caffeine. Um, what was the other ones? I'm gonna go find it. There's this one. Caffeine gummy bears. Here we go. That was yep, a service business bears. mastery. What's HVAC jerks put on there? I'm looking forward to meeting those guys. I listen to their show a lot. They've been down in Florida with the women of HVAC. Theirs just says they need a table. A table? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Uh, that's for the meet and greet booth. So then when I signed us up for it, I put 12 foot craps table. Yeah. And then <laughs> let's see. We're going to try to get some only, swag. Only pink and red starburst. Oh yeah. There we go. Pink and red are the only acceptable starburst, except for the tropical give you banana that they discontinued <laughs> years ago. Ugh. That's the same service business guy. <laughs> He's on a roll. Yeah, we got to get the swag thing going, man. It's going to come up on us. I know. We got to get that handled. Well, you looked at hats the other day. I need to get on there and just and just. Well, you just told me to pick a color. (laughs) I don't know what the heck our logo looks like on there. Well, we'll get a proof of that. I just I have to order like I have to put the order in so that they'll do the the graphic work. Okay. I was gonna ask, do you want me to just ask them if they'll move the R and D and see if they can do it? Yeah. There yeah, you go. To- You're a little behind the curtain, everybody. As Dennis and I discuss design topics for <laughs> hats. Yeah, just put the logo on there. That's it. Let's see. I guess we're still going. Uh, I guess we're still going. Mesh back trucker hat. That's still holding yeah, pretty hard. It's holding pretty hard. I feel like I need to. You know, with my bald head, I need to. It's winter time. I need to. <laughs> you need to tighten up the mesh. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get something back there. Full coverage. <laughs> full coverage. We'll get Dennis a full yeah. coverage. Trucker. I need a flex fit. <laughs> 59 50 a structured yeah I can't yeah need a structured flex fit full coverage dang it now I feel like I need to get back on there and we'll find well see that's the beauty of that place as long as you order 12 hats we'll plug them maybe they'll help us it's lid launch everybody <laughs> another small business um yep they, everything's embroidered here in the US of A so, hmm. that's it. So but, maybe we'll get it. So yeah, so maybe we'll get it. Before. It's not have to come across that's on a it. container ship. No container ship. <laughs> we'll just tell them to ship Your it. Your package me. is here, and it's pointing to a ship container it to ship. to the expo, and we'll pick it up there. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but anyway, so as long, you can go in there, and as long as you order 12, I mean, you can order one of whichever different ones you want. So you, we can go in there, we can... You can get six hats you want. I get six hats I I want, or whatever we want to. Do. Oh, I've still got to go trucker mesh back, snapback, at least for a couple of them. But oh yeah, but now I feel like we've got to order. Yeah, the flex order. fit, the flex <laughs> fit structure, like my. <laughs> that's what my DraftKings hat is. <laughs> uh, I got it free for uh, you know depositing. Who knows how many thousands of dollars into there? Because that sounds Yay, like such thanks a deal. for my account. <laughs> thanks for my hat. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the hat, guys. God, I don't even want to talk about DraftKings right now with what old G Nuggy did to me today. God, that thing keeps running yeah, I, down. I, I was hoping we would just skip right through the stocks, but you just had to throw it in there. It's your fault. You brought up DraftKings. <laughs> well, here, I'll get off of that subject. Um, I did laugh because. When Chris and I were at mom and dad's over the weekend. So my parents have a a big ranch that they built when I was about 
10 or so. It took them like 15 years to, to get everything to build the house. So, I mean, they worked really hard to be able to, to do it. And anyway, there's 2,400 square feet upstairs and there's a full finished basement downstairs. But I mean, it was just, you know, concrete floor, concrete walls is as far as finished it was. Yep. So when Big I was, rash. so when I was in college, um, I finished half of the basement into like a big studio apartment one because I was going to get to live in it for a little while because where I was just going to school two full days, but working with dad, the other three, it, it just got to the point. Why am I paying to stay on in a dorm 20 when I live 20 minutes away and can drive here? Right. Or why am I renting an apartment right here? Um, once I got over the, I need to move out of the house stage. Um, so I finished the basement. The other reason is my parents are older. If unfortunately there comes a time where they need live in assistance or live in help, having a studio apartment there is a huge advantage because it'd make it easier to convince someone to be a live in caretaker because right. they could have a separate space. Um, but anyway, so there's still, I still have clothes and some of the, the furniture that's down there. <clears throat> and I was, Kristen and I were going through drawers just seeing what were in some of them. And one of them, I found like some of my old band shirts. And I meant to bring, dang it, I meant to bring one of them for Corey and I completely forgot. But <laughs> where I was going with this damn story is I pulled out a Bleacher Report hoodie. Oh wow! And it's like an old school, like like looks like they pressed on block letters, like to make this thing, because like me and and the other group of writers they hired for soccer, like once all of us hit like a certain mark, I don't know if it was like two million reads or something. You got a sweatshirt. Nice. Is it like a like it's not? I mean, it's doesn't. It's not even a logo. It literally is just Bleach Report in orange letters. <laughs> it, I mean, that's how. Is it, is it embroidered? Is it pressed? No, on? No, it's like, like press on, like looks oh, like, geez. like looks like you made it at the high school print shop. But that's well, but that's from like where it started, and it's like, right. dang it, I meant to, I meant to take a picture of it so I could post it because it's just kind of a cool little nostalgic thing. But I mean, is Bleacher Report pretty big now? They're freaking huge, man. Turner yeah, Sports bottom. Oh, geez. Yeah, like when Turner bought them is when they cleaned all of us out because we were writers that literally were bleacher reporters. So <laughs> Turner bought them and went to getting rid of all of us and bringing in everybody they could steal from Fox and ESPN and everywhere else. And they just they wow. just turned it into another corporate sellout freaking page. Well, yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. I sure as hell didn't get any money in the deal. <laughs> He's a starving artist. Starving artist over here. You're welcome. <laughs> All you millionaires, you're welcome. I gotta get, we'll get there one day. I, I gotta get uh, a refill. I gotta get now. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I gotta go to the gym, so we gotta shut it down. That's true. I got to go to the gym in like four hours. Okay. 
No, not that. No, I mean, yeah, actually, it ain't it ain't far away. It's <laughs> in all reality. So yeah, I can't wait to get out there, and uh, I'm pumped about the meet and greet. I'm curious to see how that goes. I know. I'm also pumped to see if we. Who are up- you guys? Who are y'all? I know, right? <laughs> what do you mean you don't know who we are? Yeah. I mean, where have you been? <laughs> no joke. And maybe, maybe we'll get a guest appearance at, at a booth too. You never know. Yeah. Maybe someone. Uh, yeah, will I can't wait to go around and meet meet everybody. I know. Oh, dang it! I also saw. Last thing I'll say, and then I'll send you the screenshot because I forgot to yesterday. I have a freaking cool as shit idea for business cards. Oh boy! Oh, it's cool as shit. Yeah, but we gotta get the. Uh, I'm gonna take care of it. We gotta do the QR code. Oh, well, that's done. QR code okay. done. We just yeah. gotta. I gotta send these things to Andy. Be like, dude, can you do this, please? <laughs> So yeah, hold that thought, everybody. Just wait till AHR and our business cards. That's all I can say. Yeah, we're gonna have to scatter a thousand all over the place. Yes, if we can afford them. <laughs> but they're it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a write-off. Speaking it's of that, it's a write-off. <laughs> sp- speaking of that, it's time to sign off. Yep. All right. See y'all next time. Oh, well, what do you want to talk about next week? We got any plans? Oh, we got to get oh, my kids oh, on here. Oh, actually, actually. Uh, so on Wednesday, Dennis and I have a lunch. Oh, boy. And we will be f- finally having our follow-up uh, for Balderbush. So we will let you guys know what happens. <laughs> same restaurant, same, same contractor. Restaurant, same contractor. Hopefully same the same time. waitress. <laughs> <laughs> we will see what happens. Yeah, she's probably been fired by now. Or she worked her way to the top. <laughs> she might be the owner of the place. It's one of the two. <laughs> that potty mouth, she either owns the place now or she is working at Taco Bell. I don't know. One of the two. Oh, boy. Yep. Walter Bush 2.0. All right. See y'all next time. Later.